Hello, people out there of the world. It is a rainy Wednesday in New York. We are sitting here in hopes that there will be football this weekend. The SEC's already canceled four college football games. The Ohio State-Maryland game got canceled. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about football as long as there is hypothetical football to talk about. On this football-centric episode, I have a very good Twitter friend who's going to come and talk about the Minnesota Vikings before we get to Kirk Cousins and Don Zimmer, I have to remind everyone, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, this podcast is there. Now that the business is taken care of, I have to transition the conversation, get everyone ready to think a little bit. I know we haven't thought about the Vikings a lot, unless you have Dalvin Cook in fantasy, in which case you probably think about the Vikings every single week, but they started out very cold. They had that really close game on Sunday Night Football against the Vikings that came down to the last play where the Seahawks eventually came back, won the game on the last play of regulation. But slowly but surely, they've creeped themselves back into the mix. They picked up two wins in a row. They boat raced Green Bay a few weeks ago, which was very impressive. They looked really good against Detroit this past Sunday. Not ready to say they're dead yet. In fact, they very well might be in the wild card mix. I will see you guys on the other side of the drop. Four-man rush trying to set up a screen. They've got some blocking. Cook taking advantage. First down and more. Dalvin Cook breaking free into the open. Cook all the way. Touchdown, Minnesota. And with that, I bring on someone I've known forever, but I only really just started to listen to her complain about Kirk Cousins recently because I didn't realize she was as invested in the Vikings as she is. My good friend, Kenzie Alrin. How are you doing, Kenzie? I am great. I am ready to complain about Kirk Cousins for sure. Okay. So I gave you a nice little outline of general things we're going to talk about because that's what a good host does. They give their guests time to prepare what they want to talk about. So I'm going to start things off with what do the Vikings mean to you? In your pecking order of how important their success is to your mental health, where would you peg the Vikings? Very incredibly high. <laughs> um, I am a big Vikings fan, and um, they're definitely up there, at least, I mean, right now specifically when there's no other teams playing for, like, my mental health directly correlates with how well the Vikings are doing. <laughs> is that a family thing or are you more invested in the Vikings than the rest of people in your family no we're all Vikings fans huge Vikings fans um, my dad is like lives and breathes Vikings so that's kind of where I get it from I grew up watching it with him so it makes sense I mean football is a very regional sport and you like your local team there are I mean there are the Cowboys and Steelers fans everywhere because you know their parents grew up in the 70s when those teams were very good and they're kind of like I want to root for the team that's good and yeah but the Cowboys fans in New York and New Jersey are very weird but naturally Vikings fans are a unique group because every few years they get to the national stage because they have a really good team there was the team a few years ago that went to the NFC title game. I'm sure I'm going to make you relive that unfortunate NFC title game at some point in the sake of this conversation. But every few years, they put it together and make a decent run. Earlier in the decade, when they brought Brett Favre out of retirement and went to the NFC title game and got really close and probably should have won that game. But on the rundown I gave you, I have it broken up into uh, 
pre-Kirk Cousins and post-Kirk Cousins. So let's start off with the Case Keenum season because that was the most successful Viking season in recent memory. What's the biggest difference from that team with Case Keenum as opposed to the team now with Kirk Cousins, aside from the gradual position changes because, you know, people get older, players leave, a lot of roster turnover in football. What to you is different about that team that had Case Keenum that went to the NFC title game as opposed to what's happened since with Kirk Cousins? Um, to me personally, well, Case Keenum, first of all, going into that season, I feel like everyone kind of knew Case Keenum was like very temporary. Um, I mean, signing a one-year, $2 million contract kind of, kind of leads you to believe like, oh, this guy's not going to stick around. Um, so I feel like at the beginning of that season, we were – unprepared for what was going to transpire um, and then leading us to that like 11 and 3 season was awesome um I feel like that season was a lot of luck <laughs> coming in for Case Keenum at least um he played well ish but I mean it wasn't anything really like spectacular that he did I think it was the culmination of kind of like the team rallying around um, and pulling it off for him, which unfortunately ended not well for any of us, but specifically not well for Case Keenum. Um, yeah, I guess it was definitely an interesting season for sure. I mean, that team, I remember having the really good defense. I remember, of course, everyone remembers the Minneapolis miracle where I was watching that game at a friend's house and I was yelling at the TV for digs to get out of bounds because I didn't realize anyone was, there was no one in front of him. I was like, what is he doing? He's going to get tackled and the clock's going to run out. And then my one friend tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, there's no one behind him. He's going to score in the middle of the play. And yeah, so we remember that. We, of course, remember them going into Philadelphia where half of Lincoln Financial Field was wearing that German Shepherd dog mask and there was a lot of barking. And there's the video that gets retweeted every few weeks of everyone on the field mobbing to dreams and nightmares before the game started and everyone being like, people really thought the Vikings were going to win this game. Hand up. I thought the Vikings were going to beat Nick Foles. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought a good defense. I think Mike Zimmer, not Mike Zimmer. Don Zimmer's a very good, no, Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Don Zimmer's the baseball guy. I thought, I think Mike Zimmer's a very good coach. I think he gets that defense ready to go. Uh, I really remember going into that weekend thinking, wow, we're really going to get the Vikings and Patriots and the Patriots are just going to get another Super Bowl, huh? Sorry, but I, I, we're, we're just facing facts. I thought the Patriots are going to beat the Eagles too, but that's neither here nor there. So when the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to that lucrative free agent contract, how did you feel? I'm not asking what everyone around you thought because everyone kind of just made fun of the Vikings. What did you think? I was probably in the same boat as most people. Very con confused, I guess, about what, why there's this, guy coming out of Washington who was great but wasn't really that good like comparatively um only hadn't played or hadn't been a starter for very long in Washington and getting this like the highest paid like starting salary in the NFL like kind of was like okay what what's the you know idea behind this um so I was probably definitely of the popular like what wait what's going on <laughs> like why are we doing this this is kind of doesn't make a lot of sense because we, we it's fair to say that that Kirk that excuse me the Case Keenum season he had was probably an outlier like that was the best case scenario you were going to get from Case Keenum 
But for mm -hmm. the contract you could have signed him to following that season, you probably would have been better off just rolling with him for another year or two at 10, 10 and a half million, maybe 11, 15 even, than giving Kirk Cousins 30 million because that hamstring is what you can put around him because the talent gap between Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum isn't that big. Cousins is definitely better, but they both need things to go their way for them to be good. I know it's very easy to call someone a game manager, and that's kind of a like the football equivalent of a slur, but for certain quarterbacks, that's what they are. Just don't turn the ball over. Take the easy play. Just keep the chains moving. Don't hurt yourself trying to do too much. I think they were able to do that the last two years and be pretty competitive with Kirk Cousins. I mean, last year, no one thought they were going to beat the Saints at the Saints in the wild card round, but they did it. And then they went to San Francisco and San Francisco ran the ball 40 times. But again, to win in the playoffs, you got to get those little bursts of luck, like you had said before about Keenum, the season they had where everything broke their way. To have a deep run, you have to get luck. There's just too many things going on at once for it to not, for luck to not come up at some point. But now that we start transitioning to where the Vikings are now, how do you feel about, how did you feel about the Vikings coming into this season? Um, I lost, I didn't have a lot of hope. Let's just say that after losing digs, I feel like there was just kind of this like sense of how is this going to go down really? Um, I mean, we had a pretty good season last year. Like when you look at this, at each player's like statistics, but we, when it comes down to it, like it didn't take us there. And when you lose a huge player like Diggs, it just kind of like casts this like dark cloud over the whole team. Um, and especially losing a player like that in the way that we did, I feel like it definitely puts this like, oh, so Kirk Cousins is really just like bringing everyone down kind of a thing. So going into this season, I definitely didn't have a lot of high hopes. Um, and at the beginning of the season, that definitely was like, okay, yep, I wasn't off here. But hopefully things are going to turn around soon or are going to continue to turn around the way they have been. Then there's me who picked the Vikings to win the NFC North in my pool with my friends because I figured Green Bay can't be good two years in a row the way they were last year. They're not possibly going to be 13-3 and three again. Well, again, the joke is on me because I underestimated Aaron Rodgers, and that, that's, that's on me. I really did think the Vikings were going to come into this year, and basically the drop-off from Diggs to Justin Jefferson wasn't going to be that big. Thought they'd be fine moving the ball. Dalvin Cook is obviously very good. And the big problem this year, uncharacteristically in years past, has been the defense because they're so young, because they've had so many guys leave, because, you know, guys get expensive once they get to that second contract in football. It's harder to maintain a good team. And the Vikings have lost a lot of guys over the last few years from those teams that made the deep playoff runs to free agency because it's expensive to keep a good team together. That's why the salary cap exists, to give bad teams a chance to get good players. Slowly but surely, they're, the defense is slowly rounding into form. I mean, I wrote it down here. They're 12th in points for and 21st in points against this year. That's the lowest they've been at any point in the defensive category for the last five years. They've got young corners. I expect that to slowly get better. Mike Zimmer is a good coach. I earnestly believe that even though he's a defensive-minded head coach, you can still be effective with that. Do you think the drop-off from Stefan Kevin Stefanski to Gary Kubiak is part of the problem? Because we know that Stefanski was calling the plays last year for the Vikings, and then 
that he was going to get a look as a head coach at some point, and now he's with the Browns, who are five and three. It doesn't feel like the Browns are five and three, but they are looking better. And I went through and wrote down passing versus rushing attempts for the first few games, and they heavily threw the ball because they were behind in a lot of those games, so it's hard to run the ball. But you were talking about how slowly but surely they're kind of roping you back in. Do you genuinely feel that, or is that your Vikings brain being like, we're only two games back of the wild card. We can do this. The Bears aren't good. Yeah, it's definitely my Vikings brain. Um, When you look at the way things have been going, I mean, uh, looking at just like singularly, like Kirk Cousins' interceptions that he's thrown, he's already thrown 10 interceptions this season, which in the past two games, he's thrown none, which is great. But when you have that type of like, I don't know, the way he chokes when he gets pressured, it, it puts fear into you when you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to play all these other teams. And it's just, I don't know. But I really do feel like there might be some turnaround, hopefully, um, the way we've been coming out in strong and using Delvin Cook, <laughs> like milking every cent of Delvin Cook that we have. Because, um, but hopefully, I guess that continues, but who knows? I mean, it's reasonable. I mean, Cousins, like you and I both said, we he needs things to be easy for him to make the right play, but when the play is there, he can make the right play. The Vikings are one of the teams that uses play action and pre-snap motion the most. They do use a lot of design rollouts, so the plays are easier. So when he designed rolls out to the right on a play action, he only has to look at half of the field as opposed to the entire field to evaluate where to throw the ball. It's little things like that that can make a – mediocre court or average quarterback a lot better they did a really good job of that last year where cousins had really nice numbers because the decisions were easy to make and i think they're going to be in the mix because while you were talking i pulled up their schedule it's not impossible you get the cowboys this week which should be doable excuse me that's next week they're on the bye yes you get the cowboys is that no that's not thanksgiving but you get the cowboys Carolina's decent. You get Jacksonville. That's two out of three. Tampa Bay, eh. Chicago, you should beat. That's three out of five. The Saints, probably a loss. And then Detroit. So that's a conceivable five and three the rest of the way. That's not impossible. Those are pretty bad teams. I mean, the Bears scored three points last week. They should be able to beat the Bears. When I think about the Vikings, I think... Aside from thinking about how close they've been over the last few years, I also think about just they've always been a team that kind of gets relegated to just red zone for my life, where if I see them on red zone, it's because someone made a crazy play. There's been a lot of the Dalvin Cook crazy plays because he is very good. I expected him to be good coming out of Florida State. I didn't think he was going to be this good. I mean, the Vikings have a lot a long history now, last 10, 15 years of having very good running backs. I mean, Adrian Peterson is going to go down as one of the best running backs ever who's somehow still playing. What, when I ask you specifically, what do you think about when you think about the Vikings over the last few years? Aside Um, from the pain. Right. Besides the pain, it's so hard because we have 
these really dynamic players or had, I guess, some of them like Diggs who we lost, but we have Delvin Cook and we have Adam Thielen and we have this opportunity to create like this really great team. Um, but it just keeps falling short because of Kirk Cousins um, and his that inability to kind of make those like off schedule passes um, or those off schedule plays and not giving himself can't give himself enough time he can't move around back there ends up throwing ball the ball like out of bounds ends up getting sacked and that's really unfortunate because we have like that we have those key players that like could be huge for us and it just keeps falling short um so when I look back I see all these opportunities where I'm like man we could have had it there we could have had it there but it just like isn't coming full circle so what I'm gonna, you said you think they could be decent this year, the rest of this year. What do you actually expect to happen? Uh, most likely not be good, <laughs> probably. Um, just, well, considering our defense hasn't been the greatest, we have, we have some opportunity there definitely to like improve. Um, but I want to say the way that Delvin Cook has played so far this season, how he's like almost – passing his record from last year in um, rushing yards and touchdowns and he's only played seven and a half games um, and I he's such a big player for us I hope that that continues but again we just don't have that consistency so who knows I mean he did have nine yards per rushing attempt this past week which is pretty damn impressive when you think about it because the league is so pass heavy now that a genuine bruising running back like Dalvin Cook who does lower his shoulder and run over people but is also extremely fast is kind of rare. I mean, McCaffrey is very fast, but he's not running through people. I mean, Zeke used to do that. Now he just kind of doesn't anymore. Saquon does that when he plays, but Dalvin Cook's got a very unique toolbox as a player, and he's an outlier. It's very hard to win in the NFL today with your best player being a running back. And I think we've seen that's part of the problem for the Vikings when they've gotten into these big games is that it's hard to win when your best players are running back because you can cheat up on defense. You slowly start inching people closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. And that's where we've seen in the regular season, at least, they've been able to beat teams with play action and they use play action so heavily because they're so effective at running the ball. They're one of the few teams that still can do that. When I talk to you about the Vikings and your concerns, what aside from who's on the team, what other teams worry you? Do you think the Bears are actually this bad? Do you think Green Bay is as good as they are? Do you think Detroit is decent? What do you, what do you think about your division? Um, I, I kind of, you know, the Bears, they're not doing great. I'm not really too worried about them, I guess. Um, <laughs> Green Bay is always a toss-up I mean I feel like with that rivalry it's always so hard to kind of like decide which way it's gonna go as we've seen already in the season we lost to them and then we had a total upset and beat them so it's like it's always that weird thing uh, where who knows how it's gonna go I'm not that scared also not that scared of Detroit I guess I mean again I feel like it really comes down when it comes down to it it comes it's how we start the game because 
I know Kirk Cousins is the king of garbage time, but like we need him to perform in those like first, you know, the first two, you know, the first half, like we need that in order really to come through, I think with these, like uh, with the teams in our division. Gotcha. I mean, that goes back to what I was just saying about running the ball. It's when you can run the ball, they do all right because they manage the situation. It's easy. When Kirk Cousins has to throw 30, 40 times a game, it becomes a lot harder for the Vikings to win. But circling back to the division, which team do you dislike the most in your division? Is it Green Bay? It has to be. I, I mean, I feel like I can't say that I'm a Vikings fan with full confidence without saying that I hate the Green Bay Packers. Is that a Minnesota-Wisconsin thing or is that a... Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a Minnesota-Wisconsin thing. The rivalry is rife. It's very um, intense. Gotcha. I mean, I don't... Is it like that with the Golden Gophers and the Badgers too? Or is that more... Yes. Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. We, yep. Yeah. Regional... Like I said, football is a very regional sport. And I do think... I think Green Bay is ahead in the all-time series, but has Aaron Rodgers tortured you the most of anyone in football, in your football life? Oh, yeah, 100%. The name, like, gives me, it's like a trigger. <laughs> I hear it, and I'm like, whoa, nope, back it up. I mean, I remember the morning of the game two weeks ago, I was like, are you going to watch the Vikings? You're like, I might check in at some point. And then I was like, they're winning 14 nothing. And then you're like, okay, maybe I will watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to not torture yourself because, you know, res- professional exactly. responsibilities, school, all that kind of stuff. Do I really want to waste three hours watching my team get smoked? Because week one, Green Bay, the final score was like 42-31. But that was a lot of just playing catch up and garbage time. Like you said, the king of garbage time. It's why he always ends up with a decent line at the end of the year. Going forward, talking more long-term, what do you want the Vikings to do years in going forward? Do you think uh, Mike Zimmer is a good coach? Aside from getting rid of Kirk Cousins and drafting a good quarterback, because that's what everyone wants. We all want to yeah, draft exactly. a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Mike Zimmer. Uh, definitely not. I think a lot of the like problem, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a root of a lot of problems, I feel like, but I don't, I definitely don't hate Mike Zimmer. I think he can coach well and we've seen him coach well. So I feel like a lot of, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess working on defense, I know Mike Zimmer is a different, like a great, loves working the defense, but um, yeah, I don't think he's a bad coach at all. I honestly think if they were to drop a decent quarterback in there, get another offensive lineman or two they're right back in the mix they're not painfully far away they don't need a ton to be competitive I mean they're relatively competitive right now with a pretty mediocre defense and a slightly above average offense you just drop a few more things in there they're right back in the mix they're not as far away as my giants are or the jets or the jaguars they're not that far away. I think it's reasonable to assume that they were due for a down year at some point just because of how much overhaul they've had to have on their roster because football operates in cycles. I do think the core of a good team is there. I think you could win a Super Bowl with Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, or Smith. Defense is very young. It's one of the younger defenses in the league. 
I think they're going to go in the right direction, but it also depends what happens with the rest of the roster because they did give Kirk Cousins an extension. As, un, as unfortunate as that was, they did give Kirk Cousins an extension. But I think they're going in the right direction long-term. Of course, there's eight games left in the season and they could finish with just three wins and maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I think they're headed in the right direction. I think they will end up being in the mix for one of the wild cards because the NFL added an extra one this year and because I think Chicago probably falls off. NFC East is only getting one. The 49ers are dead in the water. I think one of the NFC West teams is eventually going to have to fall off just from playing the other ones. I think the Rams are probably the worst of the three good NFC West teams, and the Rams are still decent. But I want to say – I want to say the Vikings are in the not terrible category. I think we can firmly say they are not as bad as they looked the first few weeks of the season. Would you – Yeah. Do you think that's more of a case of just water finding its level that, yeah, a mediocre team eventually is going to get to seven to nine, eight and eight somehow? Right. Yeah. It's like the broken clock is still right twice a day thing. Um, I mean, kind of, I guess, but also I think we have, it's, I feel like this happens at least at one point in every Viking season where we have this like weird few games where we just aren't performing. And I mean, this season it was just a lot longer um and then we find our footing and it comes like we come back from it um but yeah I I don't yeah I guess it's it's yeah I don't know I don't know how else to add on that elaborate on that (laughs) hey that that's part of this is that weird feeling of a fan of not really knowing what to expect from your team week to week I mean I guess that's better than what I experience, which is just I expect my team to lose every single week. You at least have a chance of feeling like maybe they could win on certain weeks. Like, looking at the schedule, they could beat Dallas. I can't think that about the Giants playing the Cowboys. They could beat Jacksonville. Okay, the Giants might be able to beat Jacksonville. But other than that, you at least have some semblance of maybe they won't totally ruin my Sunday every single week. You expect a decent Sunday seven to ten of those weeks in a season something in that mix yeah yeah I always guess the wrong week though so I feel like I'm always thrown off you know I'm like oh it's gonna be a good week we're gonna win and then we lose and then I'm like okay so I'm not watching for another two weeks and then those two weeks I don't watch they win so I'm like I'm just never on the ball it's one of those things where it's weird especially in football because there's so few games in your season relative to the other sports where it's like I really gotta do this for 16 weeks and then you're like okay I could do this for 16 weeks but it's a roller coaster. There's ups and downs. I think it's safe to say the Vikings haven't totally ruined your year. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Definitely not yet. Uh, do I have anything else on my rundown I want to ask you about? Are there any is there, who I know we've talked about that Adam Thielen is your favorite player on these Vikings. What do you like about Adam Thielen as as someone who wishes they had a wide receiver who is actually good, what's it like having someone like Adam Thielen on your team? It is pretty great. I mean, he, I just, he's dynamic. He has the capability to make these like awesome plays. I feel like those are the ones you see, you know, you're like, oh, why are people retweeting the Vikings? And it's because 
Adam Thielen had an awesome play, um, but or or Delvin Cook. But um, yeah, he is he he just gets it done. I feel like that's and works somehow works with Kirk Cousins, which seems really difficult, especially after like the catastrophe that was Stephon Diggs and Kirk Cousins' relationship. Um, we, but yeah, he just has the capability to like to get open, to get the pass, to run it in. Like he is, he's just really great. When our offense is so like designed around Kirk Cousins and how like he, you know, there has to be two guys that are open. And if they're not open, it, the ball is garbage. It's going to the, you know, it's going out of bounds, whatever. But, um, or so when you have a player like that, that can kind of like do it anyways, even though the plays aren't really designed for like his performance, (laughs) so to speak. Um, it, it just feels good. Yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen is the person who does all the work in the group project, who's in the Google Doc at three in the morning. And then Kirk Cousins moseys on in the morning, the assignments do, clicks on there, and Adam Thielen looks up and he goes, is that Kirk on the Google Doc? About three, exactly. about 9 a.m. the day the project's due, and Kirk shows up and he's ready to do the presentation with his index card. I think that's a pretty accurate way to portray a lot of teams in the NFL is just a group project gone wrong. I do think the Vikings should be a little more optimistic going forward the rest of the way. I do think they will ruin at least two more of your Sundays the rest of the way, unfortunately. Probably. It's very nice to have you on. You laughed at me when I originally asked if you wanted to come talk about the Vikings on my podcast, but you are the only Vikings fan I know, so I (laughs) I need someone who can accurately convey the pain that the Vikings caused. It's why... It's the entire point of this podcast is that the only people who understand the pain that being a fan is are other fans. And I don't know what a Vikings fan pain is like because that is a specific flavor of pain. It's different from Giants pain, which is just being a laughing stock. Yours is they get your hopes up and then they disappoint you. Do you have any work you would like to promote? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, I guess. Um, at Wolves Kenzie. Word. That's where I make all my Kirk Cousins related humor. Um, People give Kenzie a follow. She's very funny. She doesn't mean to be funny a lot of the time, but it comes <laughs> off as funny. So it, it, wor- it works for her. She's got a good gig on Twitter. She's got a good gig in her own little sector Twitter. Um, this should be up probably yet yeah, Thursday morning. You'll probably be listening to this while you're thinking about a very bad Thursday night football game that's going to happen tomorrow. I'll see you guys probably... Friday, maybe? I might do something. I, I, it depends. We need to see if there's actually football, college football this weekend. I might have something for, for you guys on Friday, but it depends. See you.